Oh my God. Mm. Let me just tell you, Greg, you are so. Everybody, you're listening to God Spice with Greg and Kathy. Recording. <laughs> the engagement session. So, normal couples, Greg, um, yes. I think they, um, what is that called? Power Watch, some show on Netflix. Which one, like the best, no, not the best dress one. What's that one, finding the dress, being the dress, knowing the dress? I don't know, or that one where the teacher who does drugs, like Breaking Bad or whatever. Wait, he wears dresses? No, I don't think he wears dresses. Oh, you never know. He might. I I stopped after a couple seasons. I've I've actually never seen that show. I've heard wonderful things about it. You should, we should actually watch that. We should do that. But apparently we just like to randomly talk to each other with microphones and headphones on I instead. I know, it's fun, right? <laughs> it's kind of like virtual reality with it being reality oh. versus the virtual. Oh. Which is the best part because then the after like party is even like more realistic. Mm-hmm. If you know what I'm thinking about. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. What's the name of that show though? It's bothering me. Best Dressed? No, the one finding the wedding dress. Remember that? Like Oh, the... I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I forget the name of that show. It's a famous show. It is. It's actually where Leonor um, ended up getting her dress at a shop that was a part of that whole. Oh, that's thing. cool. That's yeah. interesting. That was a great. And wedding. she looked gorgeous in her uh, dress. That so. would. I mean, that that whole the whole experience of her wedding was amazing. Was such a fun time. Yeah, that was a Oaxaca. ridiculous wedding. I don't think I can top that. It just the the pure fact of not only you know did she and Enrique look gorgeous together <laughs> at this chapel from what the f- the 14 I think it's like from like 200 yeah, BC something yeah, some insane and it was gorgeous and then afterwards fight like as we're parading down the streets with fireworks going off if that happened here in the states everyone would be arrested I think I appreciated the paper mache giant things that the town folk made mm-hmm. of each of them mm-hmm. And surprise them because it was yep. such like a local community. I forget the names of of what they those paper mache models. They were like caricatures. There were caricatures of them, of them. Oh. but they were ginormous. They were ginormous. <laughs> it was and like, like people were holding them up in the uh, yeah. you know. It's like a Jewish and Mexican Mexican. Like the Jewish tradition is every, you know everyone's <laughs> like you know ra- being raised on 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 chairs, and here it was just you know paper mache version caricatures of them being paraded down the streets. Oh, oh, people in stilts too. Weren't people on stilts? Yes, people in stilts. Mm-hmm. And then remember, they were handing out um, shot glasses, the bamboo shot glasses. Oh, Everybody like, received n- one. With, with neck bands. With like a necklace attached to it so that when mm-hmm. you, as you're parading and celebrating the couple, mm-hmm. we were served Oaxacan local mezcal. Which was gorgeous. Which was amazing. Yeah, which was absolutely wonderful. But we're being dry this month. We, well, you know. Well, no, I, we're not dry. We're not dry. We just. We're curbing. Well, because it's post-holiday season, being and during the holiday season, there were several different too many outings on days many, we don't drink. Correct, and so we're just like pulling back the way we normally would do, which is during the week, you know, being professional, and then on weekends yes. partying. It's kind of like a mullet. It's <laughs> business on the front and party, party in, the, in back. the back. I have a you lot. Of, I have a lot of party in the back going on. You're just full of life, and you are a party. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. I know. Thank you. Um, so I can't wait for the party in my pants later. Whoa. 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 Might be the party in your pants. Who knows? I don't know about pants or parties. That's right, because they come off. So therefore, it's just the pure party. Oh, my God. Okay, so we went there. <laughs> we always go there. Gregory. What? 
Uh, Here's uh, um, uh, you've left me speechless like you always do. I know it's stunning, right? <laughs> I'm stunning. You're stunning. You always leave me speechless as well, just because, you know, just from looking at you, you're so gorgeous. Did you drink? We're, no. so, we're not supposed to drink today. No, we didn't drink. We're going to have our, our, oh, our brand new drink today. We do. You know, we haven't started um, drinking this new drink yet, which is a non-alcoholic drink. It is. I did a little bit of research on what are some really nice champagne Friday environments that we can create mm-hmm. without us diving into our Moet or into our Vouve Clicquot and Paul Roger. Yes. Or, or some Roterer or whatever. Uh, Roterer is nice. Or Louis Roterer. But yes. then there's also Roterer Estate, which is nice. You know? Yes. And Pierre Jouet, whatever. Like yeah. we can go on and on. Oh, just but gorgeous. Bollinger? No, we can't talk about these things. Okay. We, Why not? Because we are going to be exploring a new created mm. non-alcoholic champagne shall i grab it yes mm-hmm. but before i grab it one uh one one champagne that we have to talk about which we just did open during the holiday season which was given to us as a gift for our engagement yes and that bottle was a bottle of some fancy stuff from lvmh mm-hmm. dom perion no not dom perion we drank dom perion no, that oh, I thought you were talking about the white beautiful bottle. Oh no, the Runart. That's a Runart's a beautiful bottle, but that was when we were first engaged. What we were engaged twice? No, that was so Runart was given to us <laughs> by <laughs> the people over at the actually the ambassador over at Tiffany's who is touting he's like, Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm you know, I'm the guy who who does everything with Jay-Z. I'm their ambassador, and uh, he's like our concierge there. So he uh, he is the one that gave us these bottles of Runar to mm. celebrate with the ring that I happen to give you. I'm talking about the bottle that we opened up while your sister and our brother-in-law yes, were, we were here. we finally opened that up. Yes, after And that a was a congratulatory a gift Correct. from my awesome, lovely boss that I used mm-hmm. to work for. Um, over at BNY Mellon. Yeah, she really, mm-hmm. I still love her and adore mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And we finally opened up that bottle and shared it with other people we love. Yeah, we were saving it for a special occasion. And I think it was the perfect time to uh, open it right, uh, I think it was on December 22nd. Right before Christmas, yes. Yeah. yes. It was December 22nd when uh, uh, relatives came over and... We enjoyed that before heading out to meet other friends for a Mexican lunch, which we also love with which tequila. We cannot yeah. have enough of Mexican. I know food, we, I think. we we eat Mexican quite often. I said I wouldn't eat Mexican today, and I still had like a salad that had a Mexican theme to it. Oh, you did? That's right. Yeah. I seem to not know not how to eat Mexican. Mm, we both love Mexican. Well, because it's quite good. You want the so best. So good. What we love about Mexican is the great Mexican restaurants. One is the food is just it's fresh. You can get vegetarian. You can you get could also lightning. make you it what you seafood. want. Seafood. You can make it how you want it made. It's customized to your needs, especially for you. Like just ordering guacamole <laughs> is one of the most stressful events of my life because when you we, you know what? Remember, remember what? <laughs> our friend Kelly, she does a great impersonation of me, mm. and she can order my guacamole no matter where we go. Oh, what is that impression? It is. I really love your guacamole. And I want it extra, extra, extra spicy mm-hmm. and no raw onions because I'll die. And mm. a side of soft corn tortillas. 
Yes, and God forbid I eat any form of Kelly raw imitates onion. me to the T. Oh, absolutely. She, I mean, that's only one instance. That's one idiosyncrasy <laughs> of many. <laughs> Let's not get into yours, Greg. Oh, my Lord. There must be a laundry list. Uh-huh. Is that just called revenge? No. Yes. No. That's what that sounds like. This it sounds like revenge. you're being combative right now. I'm not being combative. I'm just saying mm. I got some just juice, uh-huh. you know? Oh, juice. What type of juice? And Juicy I could juice? Squeeze, I could squeeze that yeah. orange if I wanted to. I see. Remember that movie Juice from back in the, was that the 80s or early 90s? Juice. Was I born? Juice. Juice. Of course. What do you mean were you born? Right. You make it sound like you were born like three weeks ago. I was not You're not a spring chicken. <laughs> I was not born three weeks ago. But you make it sound like, was I even, you, you, you know, basically, I was like, oh, remember like back in, you know, 2017? And you're like, was I even born? <laughs> shut up. That's, that's messed up. That's not bad. Why are you telling me to shut up? That's because rude. you're telling me that I pretend that, I'm young. That That is just plain rude. I feel you should feel hurt. I have to tighten my head. You know what? Now because sh- my head just. You shrunk. should feel remorse. You know what? <clears throat> I think you're being a bully. A bully. And uh, we had an That's issue. Different. You know. By the way, your headphones are crooked right now. <laughs> 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 no, you're you're ju- you're adjusting the wrong side. Oh, this way. No, you need to go this way. <laughs> Maybe I'm crooked and you put it out to the whole world that my face is crooked and my head is crooked. Would you like me to adjust your headphones for you? Oh, my God. Is it that bad? We were just talking about bullying. Oh, yes. And? And how you bully me? No, that's not true. That's totally true. You know what? Now I'm going to bring it up. You know what? You're a bully. No, I'm going to bring it up. Mm. So I went on Facebook today Mm. and I discovered... I was like, why is my profile saying that I'm single? And mm. the only reason I question this is because I keep getting these weird, inappropriate promos of like friendship requests from randos saying, are you like, no, that single? I always get. I didn't even got that when I was married. Mm. Like it's just gross men. Mm. It's more that Facebook itself mm-hmm. is like, you look like you could use a date. You look like you're single. You could try this dating app. Mm. And I'm like, what the heck? Why do you keep sending me this shit? Uh Like, I don't want this promoted. So I went into my profile. mm. And you know what I discovered? What did you discover? Someone didn't accept my engagement update. I don't ever remember receiving one. Okay. Mm. Well, that's because you're a little anti-social social boy. That is so untrue. That is actually I, true. I just think what you were receiving is because I've been... more friends look, on I've been, social? I've been buying advertising to like pimp you out. Okay, listen. You may know social from a work like perspective, oh, but personally, no. you are so anti-social. Well, there's a reason why I had to be anti-social for a little while, and you know the reason for that. Because you were married to an old lady? <laughs> um so the so yes (laughs) and not because i was married to an old lady it was the it's the divorce proceedings (laughs) and i needed to remove myself from social to 
expose what mm. my day-to-day life really was like. And it was hard enough with family and or others that happened to be leaking things back to my mm. ex, making the, there's a mole somewhere leaking things back and making the divorce proceedings quite challenging. Well, let me just tell you about my Facebook and, experience. And my story. lawyer advised that I oh. take myself completely off. This is off. getting legal. Oh, it is. She advised that I take myself completely off of social. And that is why I went from being a very social individual to being a less social individual. Well, you know what? You you did, you were an amazing proposal. Thank you. That's the a best nice the best that I have ever had. And it's weird. You tell me that every night (laughs) (laughs) and morning and I (laughs) and afternoon. All right. Especially now during COVID. Oh my God. It's not COVID anymore. Like it's a different COVID. (laughs) That's true. It's it's, the new COVID. It's, 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 it's it's not COVID anymore. You know how how Coke redid its formula and it was just like the new Coke and then the other Coke and the new Coke. That's true. People didn't like the the new Coke. Coke, Remember people? People didn't like it and they retreated back to the original Coke. But my, but here's, I just, I want to tell you my story about Facebook today. Okay. Because we. About how you were bullying me? You no, know, it's about how I was bullied. I was being bullied because. Who, who bullied you? You. I didn't bully you. You bullied me. I did not bully you. With your. How did I bully you? Because you didn't accept my engagement the second, update. The second it came through, I accepted it. I was like, so embarrassed. I went into my profile mm-hmm. and I was like, why what? does it say your engaged pro, um, profile update has not been accepted? So I was like, I don't oh, remember ever receiving Oh my one. God. No, you, you are terrible at those Facebook updates. Like you look mm-hmm. at me and you're like, what is this thing? Like, why am I getting this? What that am is, I supposed to do? That is so untrue. <laughs> that is so That's true. so untrue. <laughs> Truthy, what do I do with the real? So, Tell me what to do. <laughs> that is so untrue. <laughs> so true. I'm going to call you out. That's so untrue. Little shit. No, that's so <laughs> untrue. Oh, so my God. It I'm might be like, true. <laughs> so I'm like, wait. What? That's why it's like reverted back to single and I'm being targeted with these stupid single ads. Mm-hmm. So I updated it today. And then you obliged me with an acceptance, I which did. was so kind. Which was quite instant. Today it was. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I do not recall you doing One it. One year prior. and four months ago it was. I don't have any reminders and I don't recall you ever doing it. And by the way, the pure fact that you set it up today to do it makes me believe that it actually wasn't set up correctly. And then when you set it up, it said we were engaged in 2022. That was not me. That was Facebook. And then you obviously had no idea what you were doing, and it posted it to your wall. Yeah, well, I didn't know it's going to do a whole post, which was really kind of like, oh, that's kind of mm-hmm. cute. But then I was like, oh, no, it's engagement season. People are going to actually think... We got engaged, engaged. now. <laughs> and of course, we had some close friends on Facebook who are mm-hmm. like, that's old news. <laughs> and like, you know, but the bullying thing came up in terms mm. of, I was like, you know, excited that this finally is live. And then you're all like, oh, um, I, you know, uh, you may, you, I, you had to go through immigration. And I'm like, excuse me. You don't have to approve my application for immigration. What the heck is that all about? What are you talking about? I had to pull some strings. And then you you use the mafia line. Mm. 
Oh, because you were saying you were threatening with Staten Island Mafia. Well, I came back with Staten Island Mafia. Mm-hmm. Don't even try it, right? Mm-hmm. I can go Staten Island on you anytime. Yeah, but let's 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 like clarify this. So there is what we don't po- Marissa Tomei. I can oh, Marissa oh. Tomei you. Oh, nice. Okay, let's uh, like a little my cousin Vinny. Let's see it. Let's hear it. Oh my God. Mm. Let me just tell you, Greg, you are so wrong. You are just, you know what? I'm walking out on this relationship. Mm. No, you're not. Never. <laughs> <laughs> so people think I'm like, so now you're telling everyone that I'm a bully, but really we you're were having, not a bully. we were having behind the scenes banter I'm the and then I was bully. writing it. I'm like the Staten Island Goomba. I know you are. Yeah. But it was funny because we were bantering on social and then someone else like finally is like, this is not old news for me. I mm. didn't see this announcement last time. That's because I didn't really announce it mm. because I didn't. Mm-hmm. And what are you talking about? We put up like 10 pictures. That was you. That was me. Yeah, that was that's me. True. But I should. I tagged you. You tagged me, mm-hmm. but it was your post. Mm, that's true. I was still kind of keeping it on the. Maybe because that's what I was elated that you uh, had accepted my proposal in front of a very large audience on a very large stage. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it was really big, and pretty much everybody that we knew except for our immediate family was there because mm-hmm. it was an industry event. It was. But the reason I didn't announce it is because, well, I have superstitious beliefs, mm-hmm. and I didn't want an evil eye to be casted upon us mm-hmm. by announcing it mm. so outlandishly, and someone being like, oh, that bitch, she got him, or mm. she got that ring, or... You know, there's just unfortunately I mean, the, a lot of evil people out there. I mean, absolutely. Those are two reasons to have evil eyes casted on on us. I mean, you got me and you got an awesome ring. Yeah. It doesn't get better than that. Yeah, it's totally not about me. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's really not. Mm. But that like brings me to this idea that I feel like there's a lot more superstition around getting of engagement and getting mm. married. And there's definitely that from my cultural background mm-hmm. but um now that it's like you know it is engagement season i see all these people announcing that they're getting engaged mm-hmm. even even though we're new to like the podcasting scene there's so many like podcasting like couples out there, there announcing are. their weddings and engagements uh-huh. it's kind of cute mm-hmm. and i'm just like why is it happening all around like christmas to new year's like what's up with that that's a great question. Is it because it's easier? Or well, expected? that's my question for dudes. I don't Why know. do you propose around the holidays, gentlemen? Yeah, for my first engagement, it was right around the holidays. But <gasps> it, it was. You did. It, you were one of those. But the reason. So I'll tell you the reason why. So there was a reason why. Hmm. Because when I proposed to my first wife, I wanted to. So when I'm when I'm thinking about a proposal, I I just want something sort of you know me spectacular miraculous something that feels like we're on top of the world and when i was proposing to my ex i had a place in mind where i wanted to do it and unfortunately by the time which which was on the actually the top of a uh like a like a little bit of a mountain region and by the time we would have gotten there it would have been another you know six plus months and we knew that we wanted to get married the next year and so the timing wasn't going to work out may i ask a question sure why did you have to get married by a certain time period you know we had been dating for 
four years, and... But she's older than you. She's older than me. So is that yeah. what the rush was? I would say f- she was five years older than me. We knew that we eventually wanted to start a family, and... Uh. It, that makes sense. And it was, you know, we were we were basically at the four year mark, right? And, you know, we weren't going to get married at our six year mark or seven year mark, and we knew that just that. Why is that a mark? You know, I, I'll tell you. I, I'll tell you why. I wanted to be at a certain place in my career. I wanted to make a certain amount of money. I wanted to be at a certain place, like a certain stature, before getting married. Mm. And then I learned in life that life just happens. Right. And you have to make decisions and you're not always necessarily going to be where you want to be mm-hmm. when you have to make a decision. Right. And you just need to you just need to make that decision and, 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 and move on. And so I realized at I think at the four year mark that the time was right. Is it where I wanted to be, say, professionally or 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 those other reasons I was mentioning earlier? Was I exactly there yet? No. And actually, I learned the same thing about when having a child, the same thing. Like, you're always thinking, oh, I want to be at a certain stage. I want all these things in line and, and in place before you have a child. I just learned that. Just, it just You just have to do it. And mm. and when you try to have a child, it may not happen when you want it to happen. You just need to just accept life as it happens. And so when I decided I was going to propose, I knew where I wanted to do it. And to get to that environment wasn't going to be another six to eight months. And you know, the thought was, okay, we'll get married, you know, in my head. And I think we had discussed, I don't even remember if we actually discussed or not when exactly we'd get married, but thought was, okay, we probably need to get married next year, or is this relationship going to continue to go on or not? And I decided to propose in the city here with this kind of romantic proposal, which um, I can go into, but I'm not going to go into. And it happened to just fall around the December timeframe not because I was aligning it with Christmas. It's just that's when it happened to fall because it's when I chose to ask the question and set up this scenario versus waiting till next year because we knew that we wanted to get married in like the September of the following year. And so I needed to kind of do it so we could start planning the wedding. And that's why mine was around the Christmas season. It doesn't sound like very romantic and surprising. It was... It sounds like you guys were on a schedule. I felt it was the right time... I don't want to say it was a schedule, but a schedule of we either need to move you guys this like relationship have these forward milestones. or not. But there are a lot of milestones. It's so interesting because mm. I'm five years younger than you. Mm-hmm. And my previous husband was six years older than me. Mm-hmm. And I met him when I was only a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. And... I was so young when we got married mm-hmm. and I, I guess my perspective on life was I just wanted to be loved. I didn't care about, you know, who was making money or who was not, who's going to go to grad school first or not. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think I'm a bit of like a Jane Austen, Emily Bront. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I read too many old world like loves novels and I had this perspective that you can make anything and be anything if you just find the right person to love you Mm -hmm. and and he was the right person to love me at that time Mm -hmm. and you know we fell in love and we got engaged in a in a rather odd and precarious fashion Mm -hmm. um 
I kind of messed up the engagement. Really? How'd you mess up an engagement? Um, well, I think I broke a few of the superstitious rules. Superstitious rules. Yeah. So what we, are those? so we actually, not to divulge too much into like our real personal closet here, but, um, we actually, uh, were broken up, mm-hmm. um, in between, um, mostly because I think we both wanted to figure out what we really wanted from our next phase in life after mm-hmm. being together for a few years and we were dating long distance and I was about to finish college and I also needed to figure out what I wanted. Like, sure. do I want to be with a dude I met from Miami who was already in a career and doing his thing mm-hmm. or, or, but I was also very old fashioned and I felt like. I, I should be committed to the person that I told that I love and mm-hmm. that I've been with for the last few years. So I think I struggled emotionally with a lot of these things. But long story short, <laughs> we broke up. Then we sort of got back together. And it was like, I'll call it the soft get back together time period. And I was being open-minded to being back together. And we went. he took me for this amazing dinner and day and we saw a movie and went out to dinner to this amazing restaurant on the Upper East Side area. Nice. And then um, on, on the, the Upper East Side, you said? Sort of near that area, like uh-huh. 59th Street, okay. like that area. That's not too, on the West Side, but that's not too far where I actually proposed. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so he didn't propose there because I just kept asking, why are you carrying this weird, ugly work bag with you? Like everywhere we're going. And he was like, Oh, I might need my laptop. And he was, he was a huge international work traveler. So Mm -hmm. I was just like, laptop, you're going to take your laptop. Like just like laptops back then, by the way, if you guys remember these giant desktops, Mm -hmm. like, I remember having one heavy 13 pounds. Yeah, it it was was heavy pounds. It was heavy. And I was like, oh, and then we get back finally at the end of the evening. We're back Mm -hmm. in the car and we had a heart to heart and we, you know, really like really had a clean table site conversation of being back together. And then I was like, what's been in the bag like that? You Mm. keep carrying this bag. Mm hmm. And I really didn't know what was in the bag, except I was like, you never took your laptop out. So what <laughs> is the deal? And he actually took out a beautiful box or jewelry box and showed me a ring. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I originally had planned on proposing to you, but I think we want to make sure we both are in the right place. Mm-hmm. And I still remember this overwhelming feeling of, I just ruined my opportunity with him. If I was just like, not like, you know, so open about my feelings and maybe just like let things happen, Uh that could have been a proposal. But I saw the ring. Oh, interesting. But then fast forward, like a month later, Mm -hmm. I thought, Oh, me like we're we're good. We're in a great place. Mm-hmm. And I thought it's Valentine's Day. He's gonna see me. And you thought he was gonna pop the question then. Yeah, and I think when you're like a 22 year old mm-hmm. girl, you're like, yeah, you should propose to me on Valentine's Day. Fast forward in your 40s, I'm sure. like, that is so cheesy. 
<laughs> like my perspective is so different now. I actually thought you were going to tell me that beforehand, like the movie and like this kind of, he was setting up this romantic day that he was going to pop the question then. But this was really a story about you accidentally seeing yeah. the ring. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I didn't know you shouldn't really see the ring unless you're being proposed to. Like I, apparently it's a superstition. I'm perplexed or just wondering how that's a, I could get it, how that's a superstition, especially in, I feel like this day and age. Women will often go shopping with the man and choose her ring. We didn't do that, but I many people will do that. that. I'm kind of old school and surprising. I am old school too. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that. I think as much as I'm Mm -hmm. like a feminist and I'm a strong woman who does, well, one of my flaws and you would say is a good and a bad about me is Mm -hmm. I'm very independent. Like Mm -hmm. I do, I will do everything by myself, but you got to let like, romance happen you have to also let the person really know you to like share what they think you'll like with you Mm -hmm. right like well as someone who has bought two engagement rings um i can have a thought or two on on the process one i personally believe um in surprising your fiance with a uh a gorgeous token of appreciation you know to be together and just you know to love one another but one thing I learned about buying a diamond ring or just buying a diamond, we'll say that will be that will sit within that uh, that 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 band is that the three you, C's, the, the three C's. Well, no, the, no. What I was going to say is that you don't choose the diamond. The diamond chooses you. Mm. It's really quite interesting um, where uh, every time I've looked for a ring, it's like, no, no, no. And then all of a sudden there's one that's like, and it's like it literally chooses you you don't choose it's it's i I remember the first ring i was buying i brought um my business partner roger and because he was like this gemologist type guy and he He seems like someone who would know a lot of diamond dealers he he he, yeah he he used to like one of his guys was like jacob the jeweler which is where puffy used to go to and everything oh Oh, yeah because he used to design his own jewelry and so i brought him um with me to get the first the first ring and so we were there and the jeweler, it happened to be a gentleman um, that I used to work for. It was a connection through him. And uh, so we kind of went up to this loft area in the Diamond District. And it sounds shady, McShady. It, it sounds, yeah, shady, McShady, but it, but it wasn't. It was a legit, mm-hmm. a legit spot. You just said Diamond District. Diamond District. And so we are kind of going through like Diamond, through Diamond, through Diamond. And each one we're like, no, no, no. All of a sudden he pulls one out and both of us at the same time are like, that's the one. And when I looked for your diamond, um, obviously you, you know, had, I think in your head, like ideas of what you would love, which is wonderful. And I just happened to go shopping for a diamond that I felt that would fit a princess who will become a queen. And as I was going through the different diamonds, um, I was like, okay, these are great. These are the, these are great. I was like, Ooh, I want this one and they didn't happen to have exactly what I was looking for. So they had to ship it from one of their other locations because there was only oh, that's right. of this, of they had a few others, but there was a certain, you know, size, color clarity, like all these different things I wanted. And so they the had to ship C's. it, the three C's. And so when they shipped it, they reached out to me that it had arrived because there was only one of its kind across the entire world, across the mm. entire globe. And so, uh, when it arrived, I walked in and the guy opens the box and it was like, oh, 
And I was like, that is absolutely the it's one still that a, I have to buy. <laughs> you know? I love what you gave me. And so that that is how I chose your ring. Actually, I didn't choose your ring. It chose me. Aww. It chose us. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I didn't choose you. You sort of like appeared in my life. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. It's true. Oh, that is true. Yeah. That so, is true. Yep. So what do you think about, though, like dudes that like, like propose at Christmas or New Year's or, you know, by, I, the, I, by I, the way, I will say April Fool's is off the table, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like not cool. Will you marry me? It's hashtag Psych. cool, April not Fools. cool. It's like cool, not cool. Sorry. Yeah, that's no. not cool. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's the wrong, that's probably the that has to be probably the worst day. That has to be the wrong message. The, it's, it's, it's the wrong message. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't want to diss people who have um, proposed on that particular day and they have a wonderful... I'm sure they are fine. You know, life together. So, I, you know what? I'm going to step back and say, I feel there isn't a wrong day to propose. There's absolutely no wrong day to propose because there's so many stars that need to align sometimes to make it happen the way that a man or woman would like to propose to their significant other. So I think immature Kirthi, which you know I could be really immature. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, oh, you couldn't be more like creative and you're just giving me an engagement ring instead of like 10 fun presents for Christmas. Or it could be like, both. It doesn't need to be one or the other. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Like dudes don't do that. They're like, I'm don't saying, don't men, say. Men are like, I'm spending X on this. Mm. So I'm going to limit this. Like that's just how men think. I don't think all men think that way. You, know, you guys you're being are ju- like you're born being, accountants. You're being judgmental. No, I'm being experienced. Mm, I'm, I'm not sure if I agree with that. You say we're accountants. You think <laughs> men are that smart to be accountants? You guys are just accounting <laughs> shit all the time. Yeah, we're counting how many times we are, you know, thinking about how many times we're going to be able to like have sex after we give you that ring. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> this ring equals X amount of intimacy. Oh, God, Greg. Come on. Let's lift the topic to if, a higher if, level here. But, but why? We're talking about engagements and what part of love part of being engaged, part of that whole experience is being intimate and it doesn't need to mean sex. It could be intimate in multiple different ways, but it it's being intimate with one another. But uh, what I was going to say, and you let me talk about mature Kirti is I think there is no wrong day to get engaged. I don't think there's a wrong day. As long as the person you're getting engaged to, you are truly in love with. Mm -hmm. Like if you think about, like when I if you, you. propose to me, like in our apartment mm-hmm. alone, I think I would have been just as elated mm-hmm. as I was when you proposed to me on the stage of the Zigfield, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is still probably the one of the best engagements in history. Thank you. Like I put a lot. I of think that, into I think that. a lot of our dude friends were a little like, dude. Well, you got to one up me like that. <laughs> like, what the F? Now I got to do that shit for my girl. Yeah, that's like, true. We did get a lot of, you know, a lot of flack for that. But you know what? I think we are two special, unique, charismatic individuals. And uh, 
I just think it's the way that we think and the way we do things. And when I knew that, I always knew I wanted to propose to you. It's just a matter of time. And when mm. I would be allowed to because of the impending divorce situation and with that still impending, um, I hit a point where I was like, you know what, let's just get engaged um, and kind of cement our relationship in that capacity, I guess. Um, and so, which would be, I thought, also a good sign for the the children as well. Well, what, and, what does the engagement mean for you as this is the second time? Like, what does it symbolically, definitively mean for you? I don't look at it as a second time. I just look at, I found the love of my life and that transcends everything. The only thing that really makes it a se- really a second time to me is just the pure fact that it just in all practical nature, I was once, you know, say married and I have a child. That's the only thing that technically to me makes it a, a second engagement when you find the love of your life. And to me, it's as though I hate to say it like this. I shouldn't say I hate to say it like this, but because I have a daughter, um, it's as though I wasn't married before. And this is like the first time I'm doing it because I truly found my soulmate. And so it's something I knew I wanted to do. I was waiting till I was legally, what I thought was legally allowed to do. But then I found out that I didn't have to actually wait and thought that it would be the right time to do it. And we were stuck in COVID. And when I wanted to propose, I like to do things. Like, as you said, you'd be happy if I just did it in the apartment. I wanted to make it spectacular. You did. <laughs> I wanted to do something that's on top of the world, right? And when I was thinking about how to do that, it was during COVID. We weren't, we couldn't travel anywhere. And then we were coming sort of out of COVID, sort of, but not really. Live events were coming back and we were able to just be around people again. And I was thinking about where would be a great spot to do it. We we love performing together. We love being on stage together. There's a community of individuals um, within the financial services industry who have been rooting for us and always asking, are you engaged yet? When are you getting married? And many of the very good friends. And it dawned on me that the best possible place I could do it was on the stage at the Ziegfeld Theater during the FCS Portfolio Awards when the Portfolio Awards were just coming back after COVID live because we love performing on that stage. And also I felt that I owed everyone in the industry the respect of being part of this experience because they were all rooting for us. And they kept asking, when are you getting married? And I felt, why not bring that community in and make them part of this entire experience? Well, it worked out because it was a really giant engagement party. (laughs) It really was. It really was. It was so shockingly surprising Mm-hmm. but delightful, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when I decided I wanted to do it. I thought about it, thought about it logistically, and then I reached out to, you know, we're on the board of the FCS, Financial Communication Society. I had reached out to our CEO, making him aware that I wanted to do this, and he was into it, and we kind of discussed where in the program we could do it, they're so awesome. Yeah, very awesome. And we discussed that we thought 
the best time to do it would be right as the award ceremony was closing before it goes into the after party mm -hmm. because we knew that people it would be a spectacle and we didn't want to take away from the you know the award show and we knew that that would also be a time when people are ready to celebrate and just kick off the, the, after, the party. after party and the only people who knew was the ceo of the fcs and the av team who had known us for quite some time because uh, probably a decade yeah a decade because they were the av team handling all of our uh, productions and performances that we used to perform at the fcs portfolio awards and they set up wonderful fireworks that evening and we have some great footage that a friend of ours happened to capture not because he knew we were doing it all of a sudden he saw me walking up behind you and part of the ruse was the CEO of, of the FCS mentioned, what I'm going to do is to get Kirthi back on stage. That was a really clever ruse. I had zero idea you were yeah. going to do this. It's, this was his idea. He's 100% credit. And so he mentioned, how are we going to get Kirthi back on stage? And he, and he mentioned, why don't I call, because you were a speaker that, you were a presenter that evening, why don't I call all the speakers and presenters back on stage to do a group photo? That way she's there. Yeah, and that's so, clever. And so you get up from your seat and you start walking towards the stage and then I get up sort of, you know, a few seconds behind you and our friend happens to see me walking behind you and at that time I pulled the ring box out of my jacket, which had been sitting there all night and I was worried like when we're taking pictures if it's going to bump into you or not. And I was holding it, kind of protecting it, keeping it hidden. And he happened to see like, wait, what's in his hand? Let me grab my phone and start recording it. And so luckily we have a recording of that proposal. Are we going to share it? We sure can. I'm happy to share it. Okay. Wow. Kirti Knight, I love you. I remember the first day I laid eyes on you at the breakfast table. It was a university event, sorry, FCS, in Philadelphia. <laughs> I think it was May 6, 2011. I fell in love with these. We became friends. Then we fell in love with each other. And this entire community has watched our relationship bloom which is why I wanted to do this in front of everyone, because everyone I think has been waiting for this moment and wanted to do it in front of everyone because everyone's asking, when is it gonna happen? We love this stage. We're in a band together. We play this stage multiple times. It's a very special spot for us. We have this wonderful blended family. I love your daughter and I know you love my daughter and I love you from the bottom of my heart. So, I have a question for you. <laughs> you know? We've, 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 we've always taught that when, you know, it's an industry that we both never, ever thought we'd be in. We're both from the entertainment world. Does it look like it or what? And we ended up in finance at an event we weren't even supposed to be at, but fate brought us there. We always talked that maybe we're in this you know, prince and princess from Egypt thousands of years ago, and our souls finally connected. And so, Kirithi Nike, I want to know, will you marry me? Yes! yes. 
definitely one of the best highlights of my life. Me too. It was like so insane and surprising. And I feel so lucky. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, because I was doing it in a public setting on a stage in front of hundreds of people, you know, people afterwards were, you know, joking around, you know, asking like, well, what if she said no? Huh? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's not, I don't think that, I hope that's not going to happen. Jeez. <laughs> this is when we open oh, up yeah, now, uh, some toast. Yes. Which is, which is interesting. So toast, which is, you said it's Italian, but it's. It came, it, it actually came in a box that said it was shipped from an Italian wine distribution place. But then it says it's French in their profile. But then I look at their manufacturing distribution. It's from Manchester, Vermont. Mm -hmm. Whatever. It is alcohol-free. And We're it allows it for us the first time. to cleanse our liver. But why? How is it named Toast? I, well, With they said it's pronounced Toast. Toast. But it has like an umlaut on it. Like the two little dots, yes. an umlaut? Yes, it is an umlaut. Shouldn't it have? It should be like Toast. Toast. But it should have like a macron on it, something to say to emphasize the O. We are trying this for the very first time. And in all uh, candor, this is not a sponsor. Um, but they could yeah. sponsor us if we like this. But we're trying it as an alternative for especially for anyone that's going dry in January. I would say in some of our podcasts, we'll, we will be sampling different forms of non-alcoholic beverages mm -hmm. um, that we can kind of help to promote absolutely and i just think it's great also because we don't drink every single day of the week mm -mm. and maybe we feel like having a little bubbly and celebrating something and this probably is great for mm -hmm. like my parents too mm -hmm. so i was like that's true yeah and we also because we drink a you know we enjoy club soda and seltzer and things and this might be a nice little alternative absolutely mm -hmm. cling 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 let's try it uh, let's see if i can reach you yes i can reach you let's see what this is like oh it's not bad that's actually nice. It's a little sweeter than the mentioning dry, though. As I'm like checking out the nose, it 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 tastes and smells like a glorified ginger ale. It can. So maybe this is good for my stomach. It very well could be. It's like when I when you know me and my tummy problems sometimes. I'm like, guys, I can't drink. I could whip out the toast. Mm -hmm. You can taste each of the flavors. So you said there's white tea in this, Cran and cranberry, and ginger. It's not bad. Actually, as I continue to have sips. It of... tastes like, you know, remember we used to drink La Marca? Mm, yeah. It I tastes do. like a La Marca mm. or when you have like a Lambrusca, like those um, vino beer things that are like, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Except for the Lambrusco, it's a, it's like a, it's a white versus a, a red. They make a white and a red Lambrusco. Mm, do they? I've seen it. Like, have you yeah. seen the white? Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. But this is like alcohol free. It gives you like the same texture and vibe. Mm -hmm. It's not bad, actually. So if toast, am I saying that correctly? Toast. 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 If toast would like to sponsor us, we will gladly drink, drink your product. We will drink. They have a rosé. You want to be really good in this? You know, I know we love our tequila, but I would say you could infuse this with vodka. Oh, yeah. And this could definitely, you could put vodka in there. Absolutely. Oh, actually, you want this would be really good with gin, gin. But what is something I do love to to make? Also, I haven't made it in a while since pre pandemic at parties. But punch, and so a punch recipe 
is, you know, depending on the recipe, champagne, sherbet, and ginger ale. Oh. You could replace the ginger ale with this because it's a little less My gingery. My mom makes the non-alcoholic version of that with Sprite. Mm. Mm-hmm. Remember she makes her punch in the summertime oh, for yes. parties? I love champagne punch, but I love champagne. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love champagne you're punch. You're a fancy boy. What's great about champagne punch is that if you're on a budget and you need to throw a party and you'd like to have something of a sparkling sensation for people and you do not want to spend a ton of money on even you know, less expensive sparklings, you could buy cheaper sparkling and make champagne punch and people enjoy it just as much, as long as you know how to make it the right proportion. Champagne punch. Champagne punch. Don't serve that at your engagement party. I wasn't endorsing it for an engagement party, but just a <laughs> a party overall. I will say on the receiving end of this, zero ideas that you were doing it. It was... I had zero expectations. Uh-huh. And I had zero, like, any... I did not know I'd end up with that. There was only one person who knew that I was doing it. And that was your daughter. Which is crazy. Mm -hmm. When we got married for the first time in Mm -hmm. our lives previously, you know, there was like a lot of the traditional kind of approaches, right? Like Mm -hmm. my boyfriend, now my ex, but he... He asked my dad for permission. He did mm-hmm. the whole rigmarole. You didn't do that, right? With, Not with on the second one. Time. So on the first engagement, I did. I had reached out to my ex's father, and he lived further away, so it wasn't easy to like do it in person. So we, I discussed it with him on on the phone, and I just felt that it was appropriate in a first wedding, younger, you know. And so I felt that that's appropriate and I'm sort of old school in that, you know, nature, but for the, you were younger, I was significantly younger, but for a second engagement, being in my forties as an adult, married, you know, looking to marry someone who's also been married with a child, I decided to, instead of asking permission from your father, I decided to ask permission from your daughter. I just love you did that. Instead. It meant it meant so much to me mm-hmm. that she's she is like my precious. She's my little like she's my life. Mm-hmm. You know, after and she was my my like little buddy since she was born, but mm-hmm. then after I got divorced, she really she was like my my person, you mm-hmm. know? Like more than a, more than being my daughter. Mm-hmm. She was just like so many elements to me. Mm-hmm. So you doing that, like it really warmed my heart. And so I also wanted it to be a super surprise. And so I didn't want to tell anyone else at all. So no one in your family, just in case accidentally, it's very easy for something to leak. And then I didn't mention it to my daughter because I was just the same reason I was worried somehow it could leak. And so I asked your daughter, I also invited her to um, come look at the ring with me before I purchased it. But Really? Yeah, but unfortunately on that day, um, she had something going on with school and she couldn't make it, but she was going to be home afterwards. And so 
when I had arrived back after she was already already home, and she's like, "Oh, let me see it, let me see it, let me see it." She was all excited to see it. But meanwhile, you were like walking in in like five minutes, so I was like, "Oh my god, let's do this quickly, let's do this quickly." <laughs> and you guys so, are so sneaky. And so she saw it and she was excited, and then I had to find a spot to really hide it. And because it was a bright little blue box that just kind of stands out yeah. and attracts any woman's eye. It's called a <laughs> Tiffany box. Uh, a Tiffany box. And so I had to hide it well, keep it hidden. And it's not like your average box, you know, it's not like your average box. And so I had to keep it hidden. I had to keep it out of sight. And then the day that we were getting ready, I also had to find a way to slyly take it from its location and pop it into my blazer. Yeah, and you wear very tailored clothing. I do. It was... And we were sitting in a cab for a while together. And at one point, I thought you felt it because you were sitting sort of next to me and I was trying to... I couldn't move it from one side to the other. So I was trying to keep my arm in the way to protect the little bulge was that was right there. I was in a pretty fierce outfit that day. I you think were. I was worried about chains miss... Like... like I don't know, doing something. Like my, Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation, like falling uh, yeah, out. Yeah, I, I needed to not let any boobs pop out. Mm-hmm. Like I needed to keep this stuff. As a colleague and friend called them the puppies. Yeah. The puppies were out. That's just like, I don't even understand <laughs> what that means. Like there's dog pieces here, dog butts. I have no idea. What does that even mean? I have no idea. The puppies. The puppies were out. I think that's just wrong. And then you're up on stage presenting, and then you're on these large <laughs> jumbotrons <laughs> with the puppies. Stop, Greg. Kirthy. It were... was it was it was really it was it was yeah, it was great. I'm a little You bit, looked gorgeous. I'm a little couture with my mm. fashion statement. You absolutely we both yeah, you are. And we both are. <laughs> you know? I guess a question I have for everyone that is listening to this or may see the actual video. Leave your comments. Let yes. us know what you think. Maybe it will help inspire men out there who are looking to propose to maybe give ideas. I feel our relationship, I feel the way I proposed, our engagement, the way we live our life is, is inspirational. We try to find, instead of focusing on what could have been, what should have been, um, we always try to find happiness in everything that we do. It's easy to focus and dwell on any form of negativity or the challenges, especially being a blended family. But it's also why I think we are drawn to each other. I agree. Bringing a blended family together just is, there's complications across the whole board, but I think we navigate it really quite well. But when they hear our story, and if you don't have a blended situation and you're just like in love and you should Mm. consider this idea of maybe getting together and getting engaged and getting married... It's a piece of cake, guys, Mm -hmm. compared Mm -hmm. to like our situation. I 100% agree. I mean, it's positive energy. It's it's about the energy. But speaking of energy, remember how we were talking about superstitions earlier, like Mm. the ring thing and looking at it? Mm -hmm. There's some weird shit happening right now. Have you heard about like people eating grapes under a table or something in the hopes that they'll be proposed to? It's weird. Ah. I've heard of multiple... I mean, good luck. I just think that's that's a new one for me. What about the old school, just a woman catching flowers at a wedding and a man catching the garter? You know, isn't that the original? You know what's funny? Uh, The weddings I went to, like in my 20s, and all these chicks who were catching bouquets, Mm -hmm. 
they're like not married. Like they, they're still they're, they're still catching their bouquets. They are still out there partying it up, you know, mm-hmm. living the way they want. Like some of this stuff is just so funny to me. Mm-hmm. But then I do believe in some superstitious things. Mm. Like a woman um, who is not engaged, if she wears her friend's ring on the engagement ring hand, mm-hmm. I, I do think it's not good luck. I agree. Well, I'm trying to think. Well, I'm trying not to be superstitious. So, but you I've, sort of are, babe. Well, that's because I'm. A, it's funny. I'm being an athlete. We're very superstitious people. <laughs> And so, but you're I, a hockey player, so you yes. guys are extra. We're super. extra superstitious. You're extra. We are extra. I'm like extra, extra. Read all about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're always in the headlines. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh huh. I guess there's a, an element of superstition there, an element mm. of energy that might be transferring from the ring onto the finger of a non-engaged individual, which then becomes potentially a repellent to future engagements. I just made that up, but it sounds great. Mm. It sounds logical. I practical. love your circular communication skills. I know they're great because I can start at one point, bring it right back down and you've you got know, everything you need. It's like when you draw Greg talking, he starts here, he goes here, but then he goes there. You're like that weird movie we saw. Um, what, oh, the Saw movie. The Saw movie. I was thinking more the of the brilliance. The of the Saw movies. I was thinking more of the brilliance of a perfect mind. All right. But, you know, All right. I get it. I get it. Listen, Les- Russell Crowe. You know what? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a math, I'm a musician, so I'm a mathematical thinker. You are. I am. Sometimes. You know, one plus one doesn't equal two. Oh. No, it's 11. Oh. <laughs> All right, then. Do you remember when we spoke to someone recently and you were like, oh, I'm like a gen alpha? I'm like, you might be. Um, (laughs) I have no I have zero comeback for that because it was such an idiotic comment I'm not even quite sure where to go with it I know you know thank you for that honey you're quite welcome I just want to say this superstitious business though Mm -hmm. it's really funny to me like growing up as an Indian girl in American culture I obviously have all these perspectives on engagement and wedding superstitions, but it was really funny. I w- were we watching Chippendales? That new oh, we were miniseries, miniseries. on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And, and then we watched the documentary. Yes, <laughs> because we're just like, really, like, what's real here? Yeah, but they. I think the main character he goes back to India, mm-hmm. and. I think you were asking me, like, what God is that that they're praying to? Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's Hanuman. And Hanuman is a, um, he's a really sexy, handsome monkey God. Mm-hmm. He's got like a great build, mm-hmm. but he's got this long ass tail. And then he's got a monkey face. Mm-hmm. But he's very famous in India for where all the chicks go to pray to Hanuman mm-hmm. praying for the right man to come into their life. And they say, if you Very pray nice. to Hanuman, you'll find the right man. Huh. So it's just interesting, these superstitious beliefs and how they're maybe interpreted or mm-hmm. actioned upon in cultural um, kind of societies. Mm-hmm. Very powerful man. He's got game. 
He knows how to fly and he can carry a mountain. Oh, interesting. He's a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. Is it almost like that show that my daughter used to watch? That Oh, he's a little bit like Monkey God, yeah. like the Thai show. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not dissimilar mm-hmm. because they have influences of Hinduism in Thailand. So did you pray to uh, Hanuman for me? No. Oh, he actually came to you. <laughs> you have a long in tail? In a dream. You have a long tail? Uh, I've got a long something else. And you have like, you could lift buildings? Uh, you know, I am a very powerful individual. I don't need to lift physical <laughs> objects. I lift them with my mind. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think there's a wrong way to propose if you feel it's the right time in the right place. Unless it's like that movie Married in Vegas with uh, with Ashton Kutcher and... Oh my God, and, Cameron Diaz. And Cameron Diaz, where... <laughs> I know exactly what movie you're talking about. <laughs> they, they, they have a drunken night out and all of a sudden oh they end up married. Oh my Lord. So, but Do it, not get engaged to someone you just met now. Give it at least a month. Give it at least 24 hours. I mean, I say a month. And maybe actually spend time with them. <laughs> get to know them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the week before I was going to propose to you, we, you and I, we were at a friend's wife's uh, birthday party. Mm. And at the club, uh, all of our, you know, several of our close friends were there. And towards the end of the evening, we're all gathered around, you know, uh, a high boy table, high top table. And I remember one of our good friends, his, his wife said, says to us, I can't wait till you guys get married. <laughs> um, you know, Greg, you have to come out, you know, on an elephant. I want like a big Indian wedding. I want to wear a sari. Like they're expecting this big ex- yes. Indian extravaganza. I remember that. And so she's giving us her whole, you know, perspective on what our wedding should be. <laughs> Meanwhile, she has no idea in exactly one week, seven days, I will be proposing to you. And you had no idea, obviously. So I'm like listening to everything. And then all of a sudden other people are telling me, oh, oh yeah, Greg, are you gonna come in on a horse? No, wait, you need the elephant. And like everyone's like putting their Indian wedding theories together of how spectacular this is going to be. And are I'm they just paying sitting there. for it? <laughs> well, we'll we could start a GoFundMe. A GoFundMe for, for our, uh, for our, for our wedding budget. spectacular Italian Indian wedding. Well, that's another thing. People keep asking us, one, when are we getting married and what is it going to be like? And so we keep going back and forth about what should we do? Should it be something as simple as going to what city hall and then we go to a concert that night? Um, do we have a an elaborate wedding? Do we get married in Italy? Um, do we have do we get married you know in a smaller spot and then have a larger just party somewhere else? So we're we're actually figuring out what is the There's best way so many scenarios. for us to get married. And the one thing when you decide to get married, there's no right or wrong way to get married. It's what's right for you as a couple. And you as the couple are the most important thing in this wedding. Everyone yes. else is secondary. Well, yeah, that's that's I think some that's a big learning I think for both of us mm-hmm. from having been married previously. But I think this comes down to something you and I talked about in one of our episodes earlier you can't make everyone happy no you can't so you need to do the things that are going to make each other happy because Mm -hmm. that's your life partner and that's who you're going to be with we find fulfillment in one another and we make each other happy and we're willing to sometimes sacrifice our individual happiness to make the other one happy because when you can empower someone else that you love to be happy 
then they will empower you when you're going through challenges as well. So I look at us as a unit. That's one happy unit together. It works because I see us as a unit too. Mm-hmm. And, and that's... <laughs> and that's when you know you should get engaged. That's right. Mm-hmm. And now off to wedding planning. Back.